Stages of Flow Part 2 Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Gian Pietro, who is a husband, a father, a friend, and a person who wants to be of value to others by means of genuine conversation or simply by empathic listening. He believes that conversations can be powerful and even instrumental for alleviating pain and trauma. Gian Pietro was born in Peru and was raised in both Peru and Los Angeles, California. He served in the U.S. Army for three years and served a combat tour in Afghanistan. He's lived through happy and fulfilling experiences in his life and through painful and traumatic ones too. He was diagnosed with PTSD a few years ago after his combat experience. Today, he loves being that listening ear for anyone who gives him the opportunity to listen to them as they share their unique life story. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Intimacy Truth Podcast, where we are talking about all things intimacy-related, and today we're talking about our second phase of the state of flow, which I'm super excited about. Thank you, Giampiero, for being here, our new sh- our co-host of the, the next four episodes. Thank you so much, and uh, welcome, everyone, and I'm excited. Thank you. Um, okay, so today we're talking about... Stage number two of the state of flow, the cycle of flow, and that is the release stage. And before we get into the release stage, I want to say thank you to those of you who have decided to come back. Those of you who are listening, you're like, I need more. I need to learn more. I need to know the things. The reason why we say thank you for that is because growth can sometimes be terribly uncomfortable. One of the things that we're passionate about here is creating, experiencing, and committing to change. And you are committing to that change and really learning how to make your life uh, more effective for you. And so we're grateful that you're here and happy that you're on this journey with us. Awesome. Yeah. You could, I I cannot say it better. (laughs) I love it. We're so, we're always so in alignment and we, we have such a balancing act. It's so amazing how it just naturally works. Um, So one of the things that we were talking about is the, how the, the hard work stage is over. Once you hit that release, that hard work stage is over. And I, I feel like that goes into an alignment with kind of what we were talking about last week with the, um, uh the struggling and oh the thrival versus survival mode when we're stuck in survival mode we can be really conflicted and challenged in our state of struggle and even if we kind of get out of that state of struggle and get a little bit of release we can still do that under a state of uh, survival mode which is still bad on our system and it still impacts our emotions and our hormones in very negative ways one thing that comes to mind, so in order for us to get unstuck is we have to be open to the possibility of like, all right, what's next? Mm-hmm. And then start moving in that direction 
even though you don't know what's to come, but still being open to the possibilities. Like if I stay here, nothing's going to change. So maybe get up, maybe start stepping a step in a different direction. Mm. And I think that feels like part of it. It absolutely does. And then when we're looking for that release, sometimes, again, like we talked about last week, we can look to our environment for that stimulation uh, to find that release. And sometimes it's okay. You know, if you're really needing a hug, if really you've tried to figure all out, you figured out all the things and you're like, I just need a hug right now. That's okay to ask for a hug. Um, rely. And actually, let me clarify, that's wanting a hug. If you're in a state of wanting a hug because you feel like that's going to help you with moving through your state of struggle and into a state of release, then ask for it. It's amazing. But if you get to a place where you're relying on your environment to promote that stimulation out of struggle and into release, that's where we're kind of hitting some codependent patterns that aren't necessarily healthy for everyone involved. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love what you said about asking for a hug or being open to the possibility mm. of a hug. That helps us move in a different direction. Uh, and we, you know what? We, we're not made of stone. So we, we have feelings, yes. we have emotions and they're okay. And uh, being able to accept that, that we're vulnerable to pain, sadness and all kinds of different emotions. And to be able to be like, you know what? Right now I need something, a hug a listening ear, being able to ask someone, can you just listen to me right now? I don't want any advice. I just, yeah. I need something. Because people will often give you everything except what you need. And <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're thinking what they think you need from their own perspective. And so when you're just, you know, anybody help me, please. When you're asking them for help, they're like, okay, cool. You have this problem. I would solve it this way. I'm going to give you help in this manner. Whereas if you approach someone with, this is the things that I'm meeting and here's how and why I'm meeting it. They're able to really meet you where you're at rather than uh, where they think you're at. Yes. One thing that a picture that came to mind right now, it's like, uh, imagine a container full of steam with a release bulb. And as you move the valve and then release the steam is released. Mm. Now you create this emptiness. And yeah. you know, as uh, a lot of uh, teachers uh, have said, uh, it, is the it is the emptiness of a vessel that makes it useful. Yes. And for us to be able to receive, we need to allow these emotions, feelings, and whatnot to just. Mm. Absolutely. And as you we were talking, I was looking in the book because there was like, there's something about that I remember. Oh, in the book that I'm referring to is called um, Unleash the Peak Performer Within You by Steve Adams. Um, I'm hoping to see if we can get him on the podcast, but we'll definitely take a peek at that in a few um, in a, a few weeks. But so that one of the things he talks about is there's good stress, tolerable stress and toxic stress. Good stress is when you have a job interview, a speech, or a performance. Your body adapts to meet the challenge. Um, and, and bad stress, and I'm just going to more go from my own state, uh, understanding tolerable stress and toxic stress, I should say. Tolerable stress is, you know, my boss is being nasty to me, so I'm just going to deal with this stress because I'm too worried about losing my job or not being able to pay my bills. I would call that giving up a little bit of safety for a little bit of freedom. And in the coaching program that we are working together in soon, uh, safety in freedom is really important for our overall happiness and growth. Then there's the toxic stress where maybe we have uh, 
a partner or a family member that is very toxic, manipulative, conniving, um, points fingers, what is wrong with you that you're so terrible, you're making me upset. There's a lot of dysfunctional patterns in their communication where you might be like wondering what, I don't understand how this is happening because it's it gets to a point where it's super confusing and there's a lot to describe in that, but I won't go into that those communication styles. Maybe that's another topic for a future episode. Um, so when you get to that state of release, you can you can usually figure out like was that a good stress, a tolerable stress, or a toxic stress. Right. And one thing that came to mind about toxic stress right now is ah, uh, uh, it came to mind and it left really quickly. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was thinking two things. I was thinking of Amy Cuddy. Uh, if you uh, Google her on YouTube, she has a very uh, a beautiful. TED talk about uh, mm. body language. And she oh, does yeah. a superwoman pose where she stands like this or like this. And that allows her to release her stress before she goes into stage to speak to a large audience. Yeah. And there are mechanisms and tools that we can you know, take advantage of to release these uh, feelings that fill us up and then we don't know what to do and then we get stuck. And then once we use these uh, tools, then we can release all of that and let it go yes well and i think what you're referring to is the also more the thrival state of of release mm -hmm. and to add to the the survival state of release the survival state of release um you know for some people it might be being under their blanket gives them that ability to have that release of stress like they're feeling safe under their blanket and that release is only a temporary moment where at some point you have to really motivate yourself. And I use the term motivation because in my opinion, motivation is fed by fear. Um, so again, for another example, your boss tells you, uh, motivates you when he says, or she says, you know, do your job or you're gonna get fired. That's motivation. And so in, in the morning time, when it's, you need to get that motivation in order to continue throughout your day, to leave your safe place under your blanket, that's gonna put you into a state of struggle rather than to a state of flow. Um, and you can find this state of flow in your struggle or release or the overall cycle. However, if you're finding it under that survival mode, you're, you're finding it because you have to survive and you have no choice rather than having choice, which is where thrival mode really comes into play. And our so our goal here is to help you with recognizing you have a choice and you can choose your life to be how you crave it to be rather than what you think everyone else is expecting of you. Yes, yes. So now I, it came to mind. I, so yeah. I had two different ideas and they collided. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to toxic stress and correct me if I'm wrong, but so it, you mentioned earlier, sometimes maybe you're with a, in a bad relationship and mm -hmm. something is just not right there mm -hmm. and you're overwhelmed creating boundaries and being able to say not now. Yeah. That's a release. It is. The way I see it. Yes. It is that that ability to say not now is exercise. That's one of the huge things that uh, in the in the mentoring and the therapeutic mentoring program that we are working in um, that uh, that I, and that safety and freedom has the opportunity to offer is we're helping you with really exercising that determination and resiliency. And what you just referred to there is leading with determination and resiliency to be able to set that boundary and potentially create, let me, let me actually rephrase that. When you're setting a boundary, if that creates a, a 
disconnect in the relationship, that's because the other person isn't willing to respect you for you. And that's not a good relationship to be in. Um, if your boundary is healthy and respectful and caring and kind, and you're moving from a place of love, like, you know, I appreciate you, but this is just not working for me. I need to set a boundary here. Um, then that's not necessarily healthy. That's something that you're having to navigate like, okay, is this somebody I need to have in my life? Do we need to have a deeper conversation around what your desires are in your relationships and the foundation of how you build relationships? It just, there's so much that goes into uh, when you're communicating with people. And sometimes when you get to that state of release where you're setting that boundary, if it creates a struggle for somebody else, that is not yours to own. That is not yours to pay attention to. If you have found your state of release by setting a boundary, you commit to that state of release and you give yourself the opportunity to have that power um, and accountability, hold yourself accountable uh, through that journey. And if you're needing collaboration with that person is not willing to give it to you, then you do have to stand your grounds uh, and be determined to move through it. Yes. Uh, w one thing that came to mind right now is that when we say not now, doesn't mean that the conflict will never take place. It has to be resolved at some point, but right now you need some breathing room. So it's okay to say not now, yeah. boundary. I heard a, a, a quote for the first time yesterday that says conflict delayed, conflict multiplied. Oh, yes, my, my hero. <laughs> yes, in so many ways. Uh, that's one of the things I talk about all the time. I need to write that down, but I don't remind me after. I will. Um, the, sometimes the harder decision in the moment is the better decision to have made. If, the, if in the moment you're trying to make a decision, for example, I was working with uh, a client who was having challenges with parent, uh, not parenting, but uh, with their partner and uh, said partner was making choices that were not helping the marriage uh, grow. And so the client that I'm working with was like, I don't know what to do. They're making choices over there, but then they're coming back to me and it's just creating this disconnect and it's, it's just not in alignment. And it's like, at some point you there, you know, they're wanting to be connected to their partner. So they're just soaking up the energy when they have the opportunity, but then that partner is still making decisions that aren't effective and healthy for the relationship. And so, um, when at, it got to a point where we, I had to help the client grow enough confidence to say in the moment when the, your partner is coming and you're soaking up all that energy because you're craving that love, you desire that love so deeply, but you're not receiving, you, the times you are receiving it is only on your partner's terms and not on your terms. Is that really worth staying stuck in that cycle where you're only allowed to receive when they say you're allowed to receive? And they finally got to a point of like, you know what? No, it's not. This is really uncomfortable. This is really miserable. I need to make this change. And so they started saying, I appreciate that you want to give me this love and they set a boundary, but you know, I would actually rather do this together and sharing what they're wanting to do so that there's not this disconnect in communication and actions that just are not, um, and not that are not helping the overall goal of enhancing the marriage. Yes. Yes. I love it. And, and, and there are so many different books written on the subject of communication. You know, mm. I forgot the name of this book, but it's about, brave conversations or something about conversations mm -hmm. but it's like with every conversation you're building or destroying but the conversation needs to be had 
yes. at some point. Well, and um, I wouldn't say you're destroying, but I would definitely say that uh, if, if the conversation, uh, if the relationship or the situation is not working for you and part of the conversation is you're choosing to navigate away from whatever the situation is, I wouldn't call it destroying. I would call it um, healthily closing. Yeah. Restructuring. <laughs> yes, exactly. And if the person is not willing to restructure with you, you have every right to say, when the time comes and we're able to really have this, you know, connection mutually, mm-hmm. I'm willing to have it. You're not saying can never have this and you're burning that bridge, right? Uh, we're, we're still keeping that opportunity open if we want to. Uh, it's just making sure that when the opportunity, if the opportunity arises, that it's done under good, healthy context um, yes. in that state of release and not in that state of struggle. Right. And this state of release will set you up for something better. Uh, yes. Yes, I love it, which is a perfect way to navigate into our next episode. So let's call it quits here. And then um, so next week, hopefully, those of you who decided to come back last week are feeling really empowered and excited because you worked through that brave zone. You stayed committed, determined and resilient on your journey. And so learning all of these four states of flow is really going to give you the opportunity to look at your behaviors and your choices in your life and figure out, wow, okay, how can I apply this in ways that are going to benefit me and enhance my life rather than remaining committed to some struggles that we're dealing with on a day to day. Well, thank you for being here, Gianfiero. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Yes.